Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking, inviting you to stay tuned for another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message we call the old Trailblazer broadcast. Yes, this is Pastor Albert Pendarvis riding out on old Dan, as it were, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. We've been bringing you some studies on Satan, the god of this world, and we're looking this morning at a continuation of our series there, Satan's world systems. Yes, Satan has a world system, and we're going to look at that for just a moment. In just a moment, but I want to play you one of our choir songs, "Sound the Battle Cry." That's what we're doing this morning. That's what the old Trailblazer is doing, sounding the battle cry. So you listen, if you would, and sing, "Sound the Battle Cry." is the captain of that mighty throng, my friend. Yes, this is the old trailblazer coming back, bringing you another gracious message this morning. And we're saying to, to uh, old Satan, yes, we're saying to Satan, we've thrown down the gauntlet. We're ready for the battle. We're sounding the battle cry this morning. We're not caving in to Satan. No, we know that this world has given over. Our religious world has given over to Satan and his forces. But we here at the old trailblazer broadcast have thrown down the sword, as it were, and inviting Satan to take up the battle, yes, because we know the battle is the Lord's. And we're looking at our study on Satan, the God of this world. Did you know Satan hates God's word? He hates God's messenger. He hates God's uh, child. That's right. If you're a child of God this morning, Satan is your adversary. There are two classes of individuals in the world today, as we see. First, the lost, or shall we say the unsaved, which are under the leadership of Satan, federated together in what the Bible calls the satanic world systems, which we're speaking of. That's our subject for these studies. The Satan, the prince in the power of the air. And the second class are the redeemed, the blood-bought, Christ-delivered individuals 
they, those who have been delivered from Satan's clutches, from Satan's, the Satan's world system. Now, these two classes must live and mingle together as closely as the ties of human life can bring them. That's right. One, one answers to Satan. The other answers to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to go a little further in our study this morning. We see from God's Word that by special permission of God, Satan also gains access to the people of God. Now, get this statement, if you would. Satan cannot touch a born-again believer until God first gives him permission. Listen. Listen to Luke 22, 31. I wish you'd sit up there this morning and listen. You may be up early getting out the, uh, getting ready to go to work or getting the children off to school. But would you just listen? Pastor Shelton used to say, get, the, get quiet now. Put down your pots and your pans and your brooms there just for a few moments. And uh, listen, Simon, in Luke 22, 31, we see the Lord speaking, says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has uh, asked to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have made supplication for thee that thy faith fail not. And do thou when once thou hast turned again, that's right, establish thy brethren. Satan here asks for the privilege of sifting poor old Simon Peter. God gave him that privilege. He did not sift him as wheat, no. No, he didn't sift him as wheat. But when the trial was over, Peter was stronger than he ever was before. God does it to reveal to us our weakness and to throw us upon the all-sufficiency of God because in weakness, we are made strong. Every child of God knows what I'm speaking about. If you don't know what I'm speaking about this morning, my friend, you need to make your calling and election sure. Let me pause here to drive this truth home. You settle first in your heart and mind whether you know the Lord, whether you know Christ or not. I don't. I don't. It's not important to me that you're on a religious profession and how, how beautifully you have that thing built up, that you're a member of the big church on the hill and, and you're a member of the big deacon board and you're a member of the WMS or the MYU or whatever it is that you belong to. Or you may be the piano player, or the choir director, or you may be the Sunday school superintendent. None of that makes a bit of difference to me. Let's just drive this truth home here. Let's just get down where we live. That's what we're accused of here, preaching the truth, just getting down where we live, stepping on toes if we have to. I got a lady, a letter from a lady the other day said, Pastor, you've been stepping on my toes, but go ahead. I need it. Now, that's the spirit to have, my friend. That's right. That's right. God knows what you need. He knows what I need. Would you just settle that question in your heart? Do you know the Lord? Paul said, I know whom I have believed. Now, do you know Christ? You may say, well, I believe there's a higher power. That's right. But do you know him? Do you know that higher power? It's not enough to say that you're saved. It's not enough to say that you've been through the house of Holy Spirit conviction. That's not salvation. Christ is our salvation. And do you know him this morning? Can the old trailblazer just probe your heart a little bit this morning? Would you get mad with me if I just probed your heart? No, I hope you don't. Now let's turn to 2 Corinthians 12, 7 and listen to God's word again. Paul said, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. 
Here, Paul says, he was given a thorn in the flesh, which he called a messenger of Satan, which was to buffet him or to literally slap him in the face and to keep him beat down in humility. Do you have a thorn in the flesh, my friend? Oh, I know that some of us live with those things, but do you have a thorn in the flesh? Listen, this is under the direct will and permission of God the Father. Don't, don't chaff under those things. Don't groan and grumble, my friend, and say, well, I'm just so, I'm just so burdened down. The Lord has put this burden on me and this, this thorn. Don't do that. Paul never did that, my friend. No, no. All of this is under the direct will and the direct control of our Father. He does it for his glory to keep you and me humble and resting at his feet. Now, let me ask you, are you, are you resting at the feet of Christ? Are you humble? Has your heart been humbled? Or are you still uh, uh, like, a, like an old uh, a tomcat? Listen, folks, God humbles the heart long before he saves him. Has your heart been humble? Listen now, Satan has no power over the born-again believer to defeat him because we are not under the law, but we are under grace. Therefore, sin shall not have dominion over God's child. So we see here that Satan is the God of this age, the God of this world, the ruler of this world system, the director of the affairs of all unregenerate men who are members of his kingdom. Now, that's true. Let's notice the work of the satanic world system, which are clearly outlined in God's word. John 2.16 says, For all that is in the world, satanic world system, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. We see here that the nature of Satan's system is wholly self-centered and without thought of God. All wars and fightings among men are, are only a natural result of the evil qualities of this great satanic federation as greed and gain and selfishness, pride, pleasure are the dominating characteristics of the satanic world system. And every individual that is not saved, that's their, that's their uh, the outstanding thing you see about their life. The governments of the world depend on physical power to maintain their position, their authority, and they know nothing of the law of love, and neither do the satanic systems understand the law of love. This is also true in the religious world. The same spirit that dominates the social world order also dominates the spiritual world because the members of the church are members, uh, that's right, because the members of the church are members of the social uh, uh, system. That's right. The same spirit that dominates the political world denominates the religious world. Now, what is the attitude of the satanic system hated by Satan towards born-again believers? Listen to God's word. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you're not of the world, because I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world, the world's satanic system, hateth you. You may be as you may be want to ask the question, why does the satanic system, religious or otherwise, hate the born again believer? First of all, we'll have time to look at that for just a moment. First of all, Satan, the prince or ruler of this satanic system, is under judgment. He's been judged. Did you know old Satan's been judged and found guilty? And all he's waiting for is a day of execution. Just like every sinner, 
outside of Christ has been judged and found guilty. Did you know that there's a first-degree murder charge against you in heaven if you're not saved? That's right. You're guilty of the, of the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. You say, oh, Trailblazer, now you've gone off on a tangent. No, sir. No, sir. You've been found guilty, and all you're waiting for is a reprieve. All you're waiting for is a, is a sentence, the judgment day, not you're under a reprieve. And if the Lord saves you, he will snatch you as a brand from the burning away from that judgment day. Now, that's right. That's where every lost sinner is today. He's standing on slippery, a slippery slope, my friend, waiting for the execution day. And when he is sentenced, uh, cast into hell, it'll be a just sentence. Did you know God gets as much glory out of, out of you going to hell as he does you being saved? You say, oh, no, now, that's not true. Yes, it is. God's justice has to be satisfied. The law says the soul that sinneth, it shall die. That's the justice of God. It has to be satisfied in every jot and diddle. But then the grace of God comes along and saves a sinner, justifies him, pardons him, washes him in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and sin is, done, is taken away. So, therefore, the the mercy of God, the glory of God is satisfied in the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's true, my friend. Now, that's what every sinner faces, uh, either judgment or mercy. Now, what, what is it with you this morning? Are you trusting the Lord? Are you looking to the Lord? Uh, awakened sinner, are you crying out to the Lord? Have you laid yourself out before the Lord, seeking the Lord? Or are you just a member of some church? He's a member of God's family, the children of God. This is the old trailblazer broadcast again this morning. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. My phone number here, air code 225-664-8658. And uh, write us if you would. Let us know where you're listening. Give us the call letters of the station. Tell us, go on, Trailblazer. Keep on keeping on. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you, our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old Trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons, and more, 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. 